Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate it. It's great to sit down with you for this podcast. Thank you for taking the time. We call this one something a little bit different. We call this Timing is Everything, USPAP and the Contract. The question has come up to me in the past of when an appraiser should analyze the purchase and sale contract, assuming there is one as part of the appraisal itself. The time to consider the purchase and sale contract as part of the value conclusion is really not what you think. Along those lines, I'm going to ask you some questions, and those questions are going to lead us to the answer of the question I just raised. Does USPAP suggest a proper moment to read the contract? In USPAP, why do the three approaches come before the standard rule that mentions analyzing the contract? In USPAP, why does the contract, why does reading and analyzing the contract come before the reconciliation? If timing is everything, is the order of the standards rules important too? Now, are you ready for the answers? That's where we're going. Because there is a proper time in the appraisal process to consider the purchase and sale agreement, to consider the contract, USPAP idealizes this step at the end of the appraisal process. Standard Rule 1-5 comes late in USPAP. It comes late in the appraisal process. Standard Rule 1-5 specifically mentions the contract. Now, here's a surprise. USPAP does suggest the proper timing of when to analyze, read the contract, and make it part of your value opinion, if indeed it merits any weight at all in the value opinion. Now, this is going to come as a surprise. USPAP is finally clear on something. USPAP is not known for its raging clarity. I think we all understand that. All Mother USPAP has a method to her madness when it comes to the proper time to consider the contract as part of the appraisal process. The order of the standards rules is an analytical pattern or model to follow. Now, there's that word analytical. Let's see if we can figure out why. Because there is a proper time to consider the contract, which is before reconciling values to a final value opinion, first go to Standard Rule 1-1, then Standard Rule 1-2, then Standard Rule 1-3, etc. USPAP says we must understand highest and best use before choosing the comparables. That's why USPAP's highest and best use Standard Rule 1-3 comes before the analysis of the three approaches, which is Standard Rule 1-4. You probably already know that a comparable has the same highest and best use as the subject. Otherwise, they're not comparable. Thus, you must know what the subject's highest and best use is first before you can understand the highest and best use of the comparables to see if indeed they are comparable. Then you engage in the three analytics, the cost approach, sales comparison approach, income approach, to synthesize the data in them into your value opinion. Here's the timing to the secret. After forming a preliminary value opinion, then you look at the contract. That's the proper timing. 
That's why Standard Rule 1-5, which is the standard rule that talks about contracts, comes after Standard Rule 1-4, which is the standard rule that talks about analyzing the data in light of the three approaches to value. That is the proper order of the analytics. If the adjusted sales don't support the contract, ask yourself why. Is it an error on your part? Maybe the contract is too low or too high. Timing is everything. Now, compare the contract to the market. You do that by making the contract the fourth comp. Does the market support the contract? Why? The market either supports the contract or it doesn't. Now, reconcile the contract with the market. The contract is a market datum to consider, not to ignore. It tells you where the minds of the buyer and the seller met. Now, it's just one data point, and the contract is not a target to hit, but it is a data point to analyze to make sure you're taking into account everything the market is in the position to tell you. Again, it's not a target to hit. But you must read and analyze the contract at the proper time, which is toward the end of the appraisal process, not the beginning of the appraisal process, which is what we typically do. When we read the contract at the beginning of the appraisal process, basically, because we're human, we tend to anchor to that price. We tend to come in at that price. If we don't know what the contract says, we cannot anchor to that price. And anchoring in this context is a form of bias, and we all know we have to avoid bias. You reconcile all the market data, including the contract, into a credible value opinion. Then you write your scope of work, since now you know what you did and you did not do to arrive at a credible value opinion. See, timing is everything. Read the contract at the proper time in the appraisal process, which is toward the end, not toward the beginning. This way, reading it toward the end of the process, the purchase and sale agreement, the contract price, is not a target to hit. It is merely a data point to analyze and then to weigh properly as part of the final value conclusion. Read the contract at the proper time in the appraisal process, which is toward the end. So timing is everything. Analyze the contract at the proper point in the appraisal process. At the proper time, introduce the influence of the contract at the end of the process, which is its proper place. Then, in reconciling the approaches and reconciling all of the data in the appraisal, describe how you determined the market did or did not support the contract. Then, explain how much weight you chose to give the contract in the final value opinion. But most of all, explain why you gave it that weight. So thank you for listening. Again, I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If I can ever be of help to you, if you ever get that letter from your state board, if Fannie Mae sends you a quality letter, contact me, Tim, at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be a pleasure to work with you. It will be an honor to know you. My best to you and your family. And we're clear. Oh, no, we're not. Are your professional fees high enough? Now we're clear.